Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com/weightloss. That's PlushCare.com/weightloss. PlushCare.com/weightloss. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Margot Poupard. And I'm your other host, Emily Beijing. Now, we are still on official break from our main mission statement, but we had to come back because one of our favorite garbage time shows has uh. made its way back onto Netflix and we simply cannot keep our opinions to ourselves. You know, if everybody else is going to talk about Love is Blind season six and it is a good one, we should be able to chime in too. So we're going to do like a little mini season here where they're doing these drops of episodes. If you are familiar with the show Love is Blind, uh, every week they'll do like, you know, three to six. I mean, we I feel like we were blessed. We got six episodes on we this got first six episodes. Drop. It was really nice. And then we'll get like probably another three or four and then like, you know, the wrap up finale episodes like around the weddings. So we're just going to do a little follow up episodes probably like every Tuesday following the drop, giving people like enough time to catch up. So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast if you want to keep following along with us. But if with all that business out of the way, if you're watching Love is Blind and you're listening specifically because you want to talk about episodes one through six, you are in the right place, my friend. Please take a seat. Emily, I'm so happy that we are back to talk about this. What are your initial impressions of Love is Blind season six? Well, first and foremost, thank God we have more than two couples coming out oh of this. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's not talk about <laughs> last season, okay? We yes, are out let's... of the woods. Yeah. You know, we yeah, we're yeah, surrounded yeah. by we genuinely have what do we have, do we have five engaged five. couples? Like five that engaged is, couples. You know, I know that this is kind of overstated, but we are back, baby. We are. Yeah. You know? I mean, love is love is back. Love is blind is back. Like we are all love, happy. This, where, this we're feels back. like It feels like the groundhog saw its shadow or whatever, and we are getting spring early, and love is springing all around us. So, yeah, we yeah. have five engaged couples. It feels like the good old days, dare I say? Because dare I say? Not only are they five engaged couples, because sometimes you can have five engaged couples and you have someone like shake in the mix, and you're like, I'm just not happy. But yeah. these are like 
five good couples. Good, you good couples. Really, you really believe in their story. You know they're going to make it out of the Dominican Republic at least. And that, <laughs> that's, that's enough for me because we've had seasons where people don't make it out of the resort, you know? And, and that's- we, That happened one time and I told you we're not going to talk about last season. Let's but focus on nice. the, the plethora of good yeah. we have. I think it's it's good that we've got five we've got five couples. We've got mostly age appropriate people this time around. I would say like there was apart from one couple in their early twenties ish, everybody who's been paired off, and most of the other contestants, if I recall correctly, are late twenties or older. Like we had early mid thirties. Like was happy to see that level of representation. Um, because there have been times when it's just been a whole bunch of ding dong 25 year olds and that's not great. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, to your point about the younger, the youngest couple being in their early twenties, like we said, they, they have big like youth pastor energy. So them oh, yeah. being in their early twenties and then finding each other and falling in love. Yeah. You're like, oh Check yeah, no, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and while we don't want to dwell on them too much today because we're really going to talk about our uh, uh we're not sure where they're going to go couples i will say that they are among <laughs> the most mature in many ways ironically yes. out of all of them <laughs> like i feel like all three couples that are let's call them our wild card couples that were also yes. parts of triangles and you know a lot of back and forth which which is probably what makes up a lot of this yes. um initial insecurity i think they're all stable enough adults that it could work out either way, really, right? Yes. Like they could really just like talk through it and move on and get married and be totally fine, like Barnett and yes. Amber, like kind of thing. Yeah. Or they could go the Messica short king guy route. Yes. Yes. I mean, there are there are different ways. I so I will say, yeah, there are two strong couples, happy about those. Um, and then I think the final thing that I'm gonna say of in terms of first impressions is that once again. This show will, will time and time again prove to you love is in fact not blind. And, <laughs> and when you try okay. when you try to get into what you look like or you start asking people what they look like in the pods, it ain't going to go very well when the big reveal happens. Okay. So I'm really glad that you brought this up because this was what I wanted to start the whole thing off with. Yes. Is, Emily, after watching these first six episodes, A, do you feel like love is blind? And B, if you were to participate in an experiment like this, would you ever ask any leading questions even by accident? And then my third prong is, which will launch us into the rest of the season or the, these next couple of episodes is, is this the most we've seen some people, like a, a large group of people, because it's not just one person, not just two. It's like several people start to break a little bit away from the quote unquote experience. So yes. question one, do you believe love is blind? No. Uh, one, I, if, I don't. Hey. You don't believe in this experiment or just generally? I believe in this experiment. I don't believe that love is blind, but I do. And I and I believe that within this experiment with a huge asterisk in the sense of you have to be the right person, the right level of maturity in the right place in life for this experiment to work. Um, sure. And unfortunately- That's, that's very know, valid because like as we've yeah. seen, all of the couples that end up actually working out do have all of those things, right? They're at the they same They certainly throb. do. And-, and Another like X factor you could say is honesty and self-awareness within themselves too, because I think people, I don't think that people are coming into this process with like any sort of malicious intent. I think they do no. think that they're ready, right? But then when rubber meets the road, turns out, 
oh no, actually, they're not really as ready as they think they are. So I think it's all of those things plus being realistic with yourself. Yes. Yes. So I think, yeah, and all and all of that, I think that that's, that's my answer. Um, I'm not, what is your second question? I have an answer okay. for your third question. My second question is, if you were to go on a show like this, would you inquire accidentally or otherwise about somebody's uh, appearance or would you want to keep the experiment pure for your own sake? I would hope that I would lean towards the latter, but I am sure that inadvertently something would come up around physical attributes. And it's not like I would do it intentionally, I think, but I'm sure it would come up in one way, shape or form. Like I, again, I don't know what that would look like, but I, I feel like it's inevitable to be talking to someone for that long and for it to not come up in some way. Yeah. Well, I ask because like even though, you know, people can read into what Chelsea was trying to do one way or another. But I did feel like her question of like, do you ever get mistaken for a celebrity or do, you, do people ever tell you you look like somebody? I I could see that coming up after, you know, like 15 fucking hours of nonstop talking. Sure. You know what I mean? You're out of questions. So, Exactly. Or you're just trying to ask like a lighthearted question. You're, you're not, not even- like Matthew who's got like a set <laughs> notebook fucking serial killer. Right. Yeah. You're not a serial killer. You're flying off the cuff, you know, so to speak. And so I could see how that would come up. That's why I was wondering. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yes, like something or even like if you take like Kenneth and Brittany who, you know, uh, at a certain point, Kenneth deduces that Brittany is white and he is a black guy. And it comes up that of... What is your ethnicity? What is your background? I think that yeah. also comes up with like AD and Matthew. And I think when you're entering into a biracial relationship with like that, I think it's like a you, you should prep people. Perhaps it's because it's going to lead to like larger conversations about how that's going to affect your marriage and raising children and all that down the line. So I think just like it was fair that Jessica brought up the fact that she has a kid because you have to now consider another factor. It's not just like, are you in love with me? And I'm in love with you like this easy breezy, which isn't to say that again, without communication, it can't be resolved. But yes, I was just, I was just curious because this, this season really felt like the most I've ever seen people so baldly just be like straight up. You have to tell me what you look like. Yes. Yes. And I think that I've made such a big deal. And I think that's why, I almost have been desensitized to it at this point in this season. Like, I'm kind of like, that's annoying. They shouldn't make it about that. But at the right. same time, I think in the past, we really didn't have this issue. And I think it's two things. Um, one, uh, maybe the people going into it were much more genuine about this experiment. Mm -hmm. um, and and the fact that the show now has had this many seasons. So you now are, you're naturally going to attract people to this show who are not going in for this type of experience and are just going for the reality TV coin that comes with it of being a right. contestant on a show like this. And, or like and what it means in the aftermath. Right. 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 And I think that that's where, for example, you know, Shake was such an outlier when he was on his season because he made such a big deal and was such a mm -hmm. douche about the looks <laughs> comments. And back then we were just like, what a douchebag, what an asshole, this stuff. And now we've got people like Clay making comments and it's just kind of like, he sucks too. But ultimately I think it was inevitably going to happen that we were going to have people, more people like Clay on the show, unfortunately. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like with Clay, I, I think I told you this last night, I feel like I, I've found a little well of empathy from him, for him when I found out that he didn't understand the concept of wedding rings. Wedding rings. And so I just feel like maybe he just, he doesn't have like that filter like that's why you need somebody like ad to check him to be like that's not how you speak to people he's like oh oh okay yeah i understand like truly like this man just sprouted out of a cabbage patch like so so brand new so born yesterday i like yes uh, i don't know it's a little endearing but it is also just like so disturbing offensive on on a lot of levels and we'll get to what i'm referring to offensive wise um, cause also, you know, when you add it all up, when you watch these first six episodes, eventually what he like, the root of what he's getting at is that he just doesn't want you to be fat. Like, not like that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, starting with the, you need to describe yourself. You need to look good, blah, 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 blah. And then all the way down the line to him telling the person that he gets engaged to, like, if you, ha- if you get fat after you have kids with me, I'm going to yell at you to get in the gym. Like, so I yes. think ultimately, I think we've uncovered what the, what the there, there is with Clay. <laughs> well, the there, there being that if this man didn't know how wedding rings work he sure as shit isn't gonna know what postpartum bodies and depression also he doesn't well, understand like he, i don't think he understands like macros like i don't think that you no. know i'm not really thinking that he she tries to explain it to him i don't think that he's receptive but yes no. so i i do think this is like because it's not just like clay i also felt like Matthew and like a few other people that we saw. I mean, like, you know, the the Megan Fox comment is coming back to bite Chelsea, you know, in the ass. I think something that was meant to be just like lighthearted and fun really painted too clear of a picture for Jimmy. And that's just sort of where we're at now. Um, yeah. But uh, let's let's get into these couples. Where Who would you like to start with? Out of our three, because we've got Jeremy, who Jeremy. when I saw his name get thrown up on that Chiron, I was like, mm, this no. is some like bachelor level <laughs> shit, you know, like I just. Jeremy eating crudite in the back. I, I really, I can't. Big personality <laughs> to match that big spelling of his name. So Certainly. we've got him. And, and Laura. We Laura and the true patriot Sarah Ann, which is Sarah just Ann. so so <laughs> fucking silly to me that her name is Sarah Ann. Like again, someone that need that's on the wrong show should be on The Bachelor. So we've got yes. that triangle. Then we have Jimmy, not Megan Fox, and Jess Messica Part Two, the yes. Annihilator, uh, J Two, yes. um, with and a then read we have- that we will have to get into. I yeah I, yeah I mean it was very funny but I do also kind of feel bad for Jimmy because he's kind of like proving himself to be like the the dopey dwarf you know what I mean from like yeah. the seven dwarves he's kind of or be- human bender as I sent you <laughs> oh my god so, but either way like an, another himbo in our midst that we're just sort of yeah. like oh you just like don't get it no and no. even though you look not 27 and you, so you would assume that perhaps you would get it um you do not so we've got that triangle and then we've got ad the serial killer ted bundy because yes. <laughs> when you sent me that picture of ted bundy it didn't not look like matthew i'm hey, not gonna lie slap some glasses on it slap some glasses on I really, it 
I really think that Matthew is like a combination of Ted Bundy and Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Because he had some like Huey Lewis in the News level type weird shit happening. Yes. Yes. That was not okay. And I no. also felt like he definitely had like a murder room, again, a yes. la American Psycho. Yes. So we've got AD, serial killer Ted Bundy, and uh, oh, Clay, Clay. who is, is just a, a cartoon character of Cart- a himbo man. <laughs> One one thing we should add to the triangle of Chelsea, Jimmy, and uh, Jessica oh, is it's Trevor. Uh, Trevor, mullet Trevor. Aww. So we'll have to, I know, which, oh God, I found out the saddest thing, Margot, which I wasn't going to tell you all. His dog died while he was on the show. Chelsea, oh, the no. dog died. Wait, so is that why he had the dog's collar with him? Like, so remember? He... No, no, no. Yes. It, you know, in the pods and they give each other gifts and he's like, yes, my dog's call. Is that is that why? Because the dog died? No. So he didn't oh. know because he couldn't get uh. that from his feet. You're 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 not in contact with people. So for for just for quick context. So while that he the dog died while he was on the show. But what they tell you to do, apparently, is the producers ask you to bring a personal item and a gift for those uh, dates uh, and so that's why he brought the uh, collar uh, 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 it had nothing got it. to do with her he had no idea that she had passed right but the day chelsea dumped him is the day chelsea the dog died i as your tiktok correspondent i was devastated when i i like watched this video oh no yes. wow yes but aye, honestly aye, aye. trevor is better off Trevor is going to be I mean, so much, but not, not the dog, not, not the dog. <laughs> Thank you. But Chelsea, the human without that, having Chelsea, the human. In that makes me, but also it's low key, like Trevor's fault because like you should, like, I, you know, I love a human name on a dog, but it has to oh, be yeah. like a Winston, you know, yeah. something like that. Not Chelsea. I like, yeah. who, like, we've all worked with a Chelsea. Like it's yes. so strange. She runs you- social media marketing <laughs> at her company. Like she's, exactly. she's not the dog. <laughs> exactly. I was I was listening to the two Black Girls One Rose podcast and they were talking about the first three episodes. And I forget if it was Natasha or Justine, but one of them's like, Yeah, you know, one of our friends has like a little Bichon Frise named Ethan. Like I just don't get it. It's a weird one. You got it. You're right. You have to go with like a Winston or an Arthur or like yeah, you, you know. There's just so many other names. You can't you can't go with one and that's gonna be the a, same you can't name go as with a, common modern woman's yes. name it's just yeah. a choice you know name the dog pepper and like move on i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know but, what we're trying to do here but um anyway poor poor trevor that's really poor sad. Trevor. he i agree that he's well i don't know i actually feel like chelsea chose wrong i think chelsea and jimmy she both did. chose wrong she Why don't absolutely start, they both yes we should start just with start with the the square it's a, a, it's a, a love quadrangle a quadrant come on it's a square it's a box this, this love box <laughs> i was thinking of that song it's a crazy ex-girlfriend song oh it is <laughs> yeah love quadrangle <laughs> but you're right it's just a square let's call it it's it's just, let's just call a square a square it's a square consisting of four people just like yeah. four sides um <laughs> and so we've got 
Jimmy, who does he work in sales too? We got a lot of people in sales. Yeah, this so we have enough people at this point to create an entire tech company. I don't know if they have a software engineer, but there's a marketer, there's an account executive, there's a customer success manager, there's a support manager, there's a solutions architect at this point. And I'm pretty sure they're like three people who work in tech marketing. So at this oh point, my God. you just need some developers and then Emily, you can start so- a startup in the pots. You're so right. You're so right. If love is not blind, you can at least love is at least a job. It's a next love opportunity. Is, are we filming a, a reality? Are we are we finding love and doing this on a reality show? Or oh are my we, god! Are we now just like making printers or something? Like what is what, happening? That's so what, hilarious. What if that is a reality show? <laughs> like you just put all you you hire through audition oh my processes. God. It would be and you put them in a room. You have to create a pro. A, startup no you think it's like a love game but really like somehow it just ends up you just end up launching an app in the end you just are tricked into doing your job thinking that you're there to find love kind of like squid games but yes sadder sadder maybe less less... no dying more sad the it's a slow quiet death rather than a quick yeah our (laughs) scores done by phoebe bridgers Okay, so our love square. We've got Jimmy, possibly in sales, 27. We've got Jessica. She is the first single mom ever on Love is Blind. She's 28. She is, I think, an EA. Yes. Then we have Trevor with a mullet, who is just truly, when I say a mountain of a man, I watching him sit on those tiny sofas in those tiny pods. I know this man is going to like Kool-Aid man his way out of these pods because like he's too, he's too big. It's like fucking Alice in Wonderland. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. He's a project manager. And then Jessica is an executive assistant. I have an article right now. Jimmy. That's that's what I said. Yeah. I told you. She's an EA. And then we've got Chelsea, who is a flight attendant with a really bad quarter sleep. I'm so sorry. And an it's event distracting. Planner. Oh, an event planner. Right. Well, because she does say she didn't go to traditional college, but she went to a lot of trade schools. And so she has a ton of certs. Yeah. She's certified. She can do your hair. She can probably do your makeup. Yeah. She apparently can event plan. She is a flight attendant. I'm sure there's some other stuff too. She probably like screen print a shirt for you. She's run an MLM at one point. Let's yeah, be honest. She's a certified electrician. Like yeah. she's and I think yeah. that's impressive uh because yes. she'll always have a job. So I think that that's great. But this comes up because her and Jimmy have a conversation and Jimmy drops the news that he is the only person on both sides of the family to uh, ever graduate from college, which is like his greatest accomplishment. So uh, the four of them find themselves in a love square because Jimmy and Jessica meet on the first day, immediately hit it off. But then as soon as Jimmy is told, I think maybe I think the thing that would really benefit the show, one small uh, one small note, Chris Colleen, um, is if we could just get like day blah i would just love to yeah. know like how many yes. days have elapsed i don't need it to be like perfect and truly you could fucking lie to me that's totally fine but right. like i just wanted to get a better sense of how much time had elapsed before jessica told jimmy i have a 10 year old daughter that was yes. the f- I, I really wanted a little sense of that because the way that he reacted i don't know he sort of like i wouldn't say blamed her but there were like some tones of like when when he said, why didn't you tell me sooner? It felt more like, 
oh, I put all of my eggs in this basket and now you drop this bomb on me. And instead of spending three days really like talking to other women, I didn't do that. So Uh, yeah. that's one thing that I would love to to see in the future. I, I would love that too, because the other thing that I was reminded as I was reading some uh, recaps about this is that Jimmy talks about being a part of a blended family. Like he has mm-hmm. step siblings, adopted siblings. And so I do think that uh, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here that for him, this wouldn't be a big deal, but it's the fact that she, given the timing, it makes it feel like this was something that was shared maybe later than we think. But to your point, we have no idea because we have zero context. Yeah, there's that. But also I feel like she's damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. You know That's what I very mean? True. I don't I don't really know if there's a good time to tell someone that. Ooh. And I and I do understand where she's coming from or like she wanted him to get to know her without her being just a mom or like just someone's mom. Totally. You know, and I think that that's fair and she's the parent, she's the one who has to decide and I'm sure she doesn't just tell anybody willy-nilly. She has to also feel a certain type of way to feel like she can share that with someone. Well, and the other thing here is, unlike The Bachelor, there have never been, to your point, single parents on this show before. Mm -hmm. So given that precedence, I think people go into it, not that they expect, you know, they're not supposed to make assumptions about people, but given that the show had not shown people who are single parents in the past, there was probably an assumption made um, by those coming in, especially if you're, cause I believe Jessica is still in her late twenties, like, mm-hmm. you know, not to make assumptions, people have children at whatever ages and that thing happens. But, but like, I think that was probably the assumption made. Oh, totally. I think that you have five seasons of empirical data that tells you that single parents don't come on the show. In a lot of ways, I do feel kind of bad for Jimmy and Jessica in the sense that I feel like they were a little set up to fail. Totally. And, totally. and it's like an unfair test to A, put a single parent through and then B, put a person who is trying to be open to this process, but has a very clear idea of what this process is. Because again, there is five fucking seasons available for streaming 24 seven for him yes. to be like, okay, usually it's going to be like this. People are going to have this kind of job. Like there are just a certain amount of things that you can guarantee. And so I'm sure at any point, if she dropped this, it would feel like he got blindsided. But that being said, him coming from a blended family, I am surprised that it was like such a roadblock. I mean, I understand that it yeah. is, I'm not trying to, diminish or um, tamp down or whatever the seriousness of becoming a step parent to a child that has perhaps at least in Jessica's case her 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 child's father is still in the picture and an active co-parent yeah Um, so I'm not trying to downplay that but I I think as somebody who had step parents I don't know it, it wouldn't really be that big of a deal to me like if I really like you then I really like you and we'll figure it out so I kind of thought that I think it was the combination of a kid and Jimmy I think I think we can both agree clearly picked Chelsea because she is a pick me in the sense that she describes herself as easygoing like it's okay like it's all good and I get this strong sense that Jimmy does not want to be challenged in life at all no I would 100% agree with you I think that uh, Chelsea provided an easier option to go with because Mm -hmm. of her. From the get-go, she tells you, I have a schedule that takes me around the world. I'd love to be with someone who could go with me. So immediately, she's setting herself up to be this person who's just, to your point, like, go with the flow. 
we're going to have this exciting life where I'm not looking necessarily to put down, you know, maybe we'll get married, but I'm not looking to put down like formal roots and stuff. And the reality is Jessica provides the complete opposite of that kind of experience where she is going to probably stay where she is right now in Charlotte, like because she's co-parenting, because she has a child, like she's going to require that level of stability and routine, which is completely understandable and healthy. Um, And so I think to your point, Jimmy, Oh, but as ahead. a quick aside to that being said, she splits, I'm sure, time with her child. So it's not going to be like always like it's the no. autumn can go with her dad, like on whatever their custody arrangement is. And so I think it's not. Yes, it's not this like high flying, like you always can have my jump seat like sort of situation. But <laughs> but you're also autumn's also 10. It's not like she's a baby. You know, there's no. also that to factor in too. I think 10's like ideal age because like they yeah. have their own life and stuff in, 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 in small ways. And also they don't need you 24-7 like a baby or a toddler does. So yes, I, I agree that she provides like a different kind of stability, but it's not as like landlocked as perhaps. But I think if he asked her more questions, maybe he would have come to that conclusion by himself. And that's, that's, I think, where immediately there was a, sh- a moment of shutting down at that point, I think, mm-hmm. once he finds out, where even if you, to your point, this life is not as tied down as it, he may think it is, he wouldn't have ever bothered to kind of check on that or to probe question, you know, to try to fake, learn more because at that point, his mind was kind of made up. And you can see the face when he, when Chelsea says that she looks like, is it Machine Gun Kelly's wife or girlfriend? And he I know, just I was like, says, girl, you know, you exactly, Megan Fox. You know exactly who you're talking about. Stop playing these games. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yes, you do. You 1000% do. I think, I think her so name just is say Megan it. Fox. Oh, my God. <laughs> But yes, she, I mean, she knew I, what she was doing. A hundred percent. I mean, I think it tipped it over. Plus, you know, he never said I look like Bender's cousin. So we never got to his, <laughs> we never got so to his answer. For for context, what we're talking about is that um, I texted Margot earlier today because I saw someone on the internet had a friend who said that Jimmy looks like what Bender, human Bender from Futurama looks like. And if you see the picture, which I'll post on our on our Instagram because it's worth seeing. It looks exact. Jimmy looks exactly like human Bender. I mean, the haircut, the weird, the blonde hair, like it's Matt Groening, like his animation was like a, an oracle. Like and we had no idea we'd have a, a human that looked exactly like a cartoon, <laughs> but we have a human that looks exactly like a cartoon. But here we are. Here we so, are. So at the same time that... Well, also on the same day that Jimmy and Jessica have the conversation that Jessica is a mother and has a 10 year old. And we also get, you know, a significant portion of like Jessica's, you know, tragic backstory. And there are a couple like really sad Uh, backstories like Jessica, Brittany, Kenneth, um, like just like like the things that life puts you through. Just so sad. I mean, even like AD's relationship with her dad. Yeah, and his passing also really sad. Um, but uh, Chelsea, or oh, sorry, on the same day that Jessica breaks the news about all of this to Jimmy, Jimmy then like I think he has like a back to back day again a, a a day a timestamp of something like a, a newspaper anything. Um, he has a date with Chelsea where Chelsea tells him that her like red flag is that she was married previously. She got married like right out of high school and they got divorced about five years later. 
Um, he seems to take that like a little bit better, but she seems yes. to be freaking out a lot about delivering this information. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. I kind of no. wanted more details around what really happened because she's like, we just grew apart. I was like, okay, are you guys like still friends or didn't really get too many answers around that. Again, she seems perpetually just like everything's great. And obviously as we see as episodes progress, everything is not great. Not great. Not great. But I also wonder, is it that she didn't give him more information or is it the producers who thought like the Jessica bombshell was a big enough like scene for Jimmy that they didn't want to dwell too much into the Chelsea backstory. I don't know. We don't know, but I don't know. I don't really get, you know, this is like no shade to Chelsea at all or her certificates. I don't really get the sense that she's like that deep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, one person we should we so we already talked a bit about Trevor, but but Chelsea in the in addition to dating Jimmy in the pods is also dating Trevor, who we love. Um, who, as we talked about earlier, sadly lost his dog. Um, but he is just kind of this sweet. Um, you know, tall, Kool-Aid, <laughs> Kool-Aid man of a, of a human, um, with a mullet, which Chelsea loves. Apparently she's very into mullets as she, she tells us, uh, and you know, they just vibe very well. And I think she has really great chemistry with, with Trevor, but here's what they're everything, because we have no idea how timing works in uh, the pod land. Uh, Jimmy comes first in this equation. He's already so he dumps. No, Jessica. you you're you're skipping ahead because what happens first is when Trevor gifts, Ch uh, sorry, Chelsea, the dog collar, she gives him like one of those bracelets where like you tap it when you're thinking about the person. And that's yes. the first time he says, I love you. To yes. Chelsea, or to, yes, to yes. Chelsea, and Chelsea yes. does this thing that I tell you is so annoying that you correctly clocked as like the thing that Taylor Swift does, which is like the fake surprise, where Chelsea just like curls up in a ball and like oh, falls yes. on the ground and starts like she squealing. falls on the ground, and it's just like, and she doesn't say yes. it back. She doesn't say it back to. Eat. She gets told "I love you" twice in the same day from two different dudes and doesn't say it back to either of them. Which this yes. is like. Never say it back, ladies. Like, keep your power. If this is one lesson, because she tricks two men into proposing to her, she chooses incorrectly and is now miserable. But just, just so you know, she she gave them dirt. All she did was just easy breezy, beautiful cover girl answers. Just yes. said yes and to every yes. fucking thing. Didn't say I love you back. Got proposed to twice. That's the secret. That is That's one thing secret. that I took away from watching Chelsea work. Yes. But so Trevor tells her I love you. She freaks out. She falls on the ground. Then she goes has, She goes and has a date with Jimmy. But right before her date with Jimmy, Jimmy uh, is had that big fight with Chelsea where Chelsea – or sorry, he has a big fight with Jessica where Jessica pushes yes. him to like be more open and tell her how he feels, but he refuses to – and then yes. he goes and tells Chelsea, I love you. And then she does the same like faint, like fake fall down, faint, whatever. Doesn't say I love you back. And then Chelsea goes back to the ladies living quarters, which is one of the funny. Like, I honestly, I want shows. I want like I want, like an extra episode. I want something. Where, oh, like, I want like a behind the t untucked, like of yes, just the that, ladies thank living you. quarters. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like, just let that shit run all night. Like, I don't even care. Like, I would I would watch so much of that. And also, Emily, I want like one like 60 minute wrap up episodes about 
just a real quick montage of all the journeys of like the supporting girlies. We yes. don't see them go on dates, but they're there for no. that girl. They're giving her tissue. They're hyping yes. her up. They're like yes. being like, "Yes, I'm so happy for you." They're do- I want I want to follow the two three supporting girlies that hang yeah. out in the women's quarters with those gold goblets. Great, great best friend energy, and I want more of them. They deserve so t- their flowers. They do. They do. They're there, too. They're also having a terrible time. Like, they deserve yeah. a little bit more airtime yeah. than just being like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> and, then, and then we never <laughs> see her again. <laughs> just like Shelly Miskovich. <laughs> where, where, where are the best friends? Where's Shelly? Where are the best friends? Okay. So Chelsea goes back to the ladies' living quarters, tells Lauren, who turns out to be like a big mouth and her shit comes back to bite her in the ass frequently and she takes no responsibility. And I think that's a red flag. But yes. we'll we'll handle her later. Yeah. Uh, she makes the mistake of telling Lauren, Laura, and who Laura runs immediately to Jessica, who would never fucking be the wiser of any of this going down and tells her. Jimmy is not your man, but refuses to tell her why. She eventually finds out that Jimmy told Chelsea, I love you. Now, now you can take over to the part where they break up. Yes. And so at this point. Because that was delicious A plus drama. Like Laura is a shitster and I salute her. And when she turns 40, she should get on whatever housewife is in her city because that was masterful. <laughs> I mean, look, if if Charlotte is going to have a, a franchise, Atlanta's the closest one to her. Uh, ship her over. Ship or, her over. Or just stick her on Southern Hospitality or Southern Charm or one of them Southern ones that are in she Charleston. Can go to the, yeah, she can go yeah, down to Carolina. Go date Shep if it doesn't work out with Jeremy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think that's where you're... One thing I'll go on a quick aside is that there are a couple people this season who are great uh, reality TV people, but not meant for love is blind. And I think Laura will get into this later, but I think she's been miscast on the wrong show. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But, but yes, after Laura's done the shit stirring, Jessica (laughs) finds out. And uh, so then begins the process of a breaking up where again, Jessica probes him on what's been going down. And Jimmy finally kind of fesses up and Jessica delivers (laughs) one of (laughs) Like a monologue that should be again. This along with Leanne from Real Housewives of yes. Dallas, uh, they're just yes. they're not hand, they're they're not knives, they're just hands monologue. This monologue yes. should also go in there. So, I also just want a quick aside about Jimmy before I forget. Jimmy's inability to I mean, I think he's also not that deep to his credit, you know, like in that way, him and Chelsea are well matched. But I yes. think that he also has a real hard time being in touch with his feelings or going to like a deeper level because his complete inability to validate Jessica's feelings in the pod was a symptom of a larger problem that is now playing out in the DR like more dramatically with Chelsea. Yes. So she says she ends it with. When you, you are going to choke, you are going to need your EpiPen to open up your airways because you are going to be in disbelief of what you missed out on. So she, after, yeah, after Jimmy basically breaks up, that is the, the most most amazing monologue I think I've ever seen on this show. And it was fantastic. And while terrifying, in some ways she set off a curse that has Look, she's upon Jimmy. Well, first of all, Jimmy walked into the trap with his eyes Certainly open. Certainly did. It was like a Certainly fucking did. idiot. Certainly Second of did. all, uh, yeah, the irony of all of this is that, sure, you let 
the Megan Fox comment influence your decision a little bit. Also, I mean, like, he he can't handle a girl like Jessica, period. No. He thinks he wants a Megan Fox, but he can't fucking handle it. That's why he ended no. up with Chelsea. You know what I yeah. mean? Because the irony is that Jessica looks more like Megan Fox than fucking Chelsea does. So, does. like, you know, in that way. But, yeah, he, I think at the end of the day, sure, he wasn't ready to be a stepfather. That's fair. But he also, to be fair to Jessica, fucking never brought it up never voiced never. a concern never no. did like never never really like let her in on like his thought process because again well, i don't think that he's that deep of a person he's not that deep of a person and the reality is someone who's willing to share with you this information about being a parent and the importance of that and all that is looking for someone who is going to meet them at their level and the reality is jimmy was never going to do that and he thinks yes. that he has yes. picked he thinks he's picked the easier choice by picking someone like Chelsea, who we'll get into it later, but turns out she's got a shit ton of insecurities. And so her baggage, no pun intended, uh, is certainly um, going to be the one he needs to really worry about more than all the concerns he may have had about dating a single parent. But um, well, let's first talk about, though, the breakup between Trevor and Chelsea. So after oh, Chelsea has accepted um, Jimmy's proposal and we hear her squealing and shrieking. Uh, like we, we see this like moment between Jimmy and Trevor where they're just like, you know, but before the proposal of Jimmy happens, um, where they both know they figured out like they're it's, it's Chelsea and that they're both going for her and, uh, they're pretty like cordial about it and nice and kind. And it's kind of like, Oh, that's nice to see some, some just like, you know, no, no drama there, but yeah, Trevor. but just wait until this, like, yes. whatever contrived, like, birthday bonfire barbecue backyard kickback, oh, it's gonna like, get... excuse party that they're going to have to yes. get everybody back together. Like, there will be a problem, I think. There Not will like be a, a big problem. problem, but there will be a problem. There'll be a problem. So so then Trevor, uh, you know, comes to Chelsea, to the pods with Chelsea, and he immediately... She starts the, you know, you are a wonderful guy and love. And he knows. He knows mm-hmm. it's already going down. He is very polite about it. Like, so kind. And it is in a in a show where men's little fragile egos are constantly turning them into these shithead monsters. It is so refreshing to see a man who's just like, I wish it was me. I wish you well. It was lovely getting to know you. It is so, so refreshing that that is the bare minimum you have to do in these pods to show up and be a stand-up man in a otherwise show full of mostly dorks, (laughs) to put it lately. Oh, my God. I mean, like, just to quickly preview Clay's reaction, when he finds out the man that he's up against is a fucking dweeb named Matthew, (laughs) and he's so inconsequential to Clay that Clay's like, who? Like, <laughs> oh. that fucking killed me. But yes, anyway, so uh, Chelsea and Jimmy, they get engaged. Uh, Chelsea is revealed. She runs down to him when they hug. Jimmy looks right into the office or right into the camera as if he is Jim from the office and makes like a face at the camera. And let's yes. leave it there because then we can kind of like talk about the honeymoon kind of like overall. Uh, yes. One one final thing there. I, it is very telling when the first compliment a man gives you is about your teeth. Just ladies, remember that. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, it's sort of like the beginning of the converse, the only conversation we really hear them have. Yes. Pretty much from this moment forward is, yes. are you happy? I'm so happy. happy? I'm the happiest person here. What I do love you. Like you. About me? I love you too. <laughs> are you happy? Do you like me? Do you think I'm pretty? Am I everything you, you made expected? You feel uncomfy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, th- it's basically just a lot of Jimmy saying, I'm so happy. I'm the happiest person on earth. And it's Chelsea asking a lot of questions. And then him also in turn being like, are you happy? Are you happy? And she's like, oh, my God, so happy. I'm the happiest. And then they say, I love you a bunch at each other. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable. A lot of disgusting kissing noises. Like, I don't know who's running AD. We need to get, get the mics a- off. AD. Get them off yeah. their body. I don't yeah. need Whoever. all the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Sound engineers working on this show, like, it's too much. It's it's too much. Down. Uh, okay. Next couple. Let's go, let's go to the triangle. Let's finish off Matthew the Serial Killer. Uh, Clay and Ad. Okay, so yes. Ad is truly like the star of all of these relationships, and totally. I think you and I completely agree that like our immediate instinct as soon as she started like showing an interest in Matthew is if he does any fuck shit, we will find him and we will kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, and so we very quickly were introduced to this character Matthew, and he is a, a character, serial- a character. So. There's always an interesting neurodivergent person every season of Love is Blind. Usually a man. Um, Matthew, I think producers thought that it would be Matthew. But the reality is Matthew might just be a serial killer. And that is where there are- something like deeply wrong with him. Like, why are you an alleged straight man going on a dating show to date straight women? And when you fucking hate women, like he hates women. The way he was asking these fucking questions, like- Like an incel and a Reddit thread. Also just immediately off the jump, like combative. Like, oh, are you just here to like be Instagram famous? I'm not like fucking about that. Like, be a C-list somebody somewhere else. Like- Okay, dude, she didn't, she just breathed. She didn't yes. do anything. Like, can yes. someone, and he walked out on like women like talking like, mid-sentence. Like, all of that I'm is like, so rude and disrespectful. This man thinks he's fucking Mr. Darcy. And I'm like, no, you are te- you are a serial killer. And that is completely correct. You're not Mr. Darcy, you're Mr. Ted Bundy. <laughs> so eventually, Emily, you got though, that Matthew and his 15 of- questions. 
<laughs> you have to add that picture of Ted Bundy you sent me to the camera. I will. I will. Absolutely. So we've got a few comparison <laughs> pictures. I'm going to be I'm going to be using our Canva membership this this month. will really will the Canva membership is going to really be used for good. Um. So so yeah. And but but finally, Matthew finds someone worthy of his 15 questions, and that's Ad, who, as we said earlier, is just a gem of a human and really sweet. Someone who's clearly doing the work on herself. She's in therapy. She talks very, open, you know, she she tells <gasps> these men about her relationship with her dad. And like, um, you know and- what ED would be perfect for? The bachelorette. Oh my God, she'd be a great bachelorette. I know. She's she so, would be a fantastic she's so charismatic. She's yes. got so much um, yeah. stage presence. Like I know that she's like yes. a professional cheerleader. I know that she's like dated professional athletes. Like, but she's so, I don't know. You just, you just love her. She's so great. And she's another, she mishap. really is like the star of the show for me. She, she really is. And again, another great example of someone who was severely miscast at the wrong show. Like she I know. deserves, she deserves bachelorette status. She would, she um, would really excel, I think, at the bachelorette because really like she, and I say this because she has such, she's so empathetic. Like she yes. is one of, and she even says that she's somebody that's like a, a, a captain save a hoe type. Like she was like, oh, like just practice on me. She is so endlessly understanding of these men who do not deserve. Not deserve it. No. Of her being like, oh is that how you feel like i don't know she's just too nice and so her niceness kind of like breaks a little crack in matthew's weird mr darcy fake persona and they kind of against all odds hit it off hit it off and he um and so she ends up kind of in this love triangle with first and foremost matthew and then clay clay is uh an interesting character, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> he clearly um, is not on the show for the right reasons, as is made clear by their second or third date, in which Clay starts basically alluding to the fact that he would not date someone Emily, who... Emily, he does not allude. He literally says, I cannot be with somebody that I'm not attracted to. So you have to tell me what you look like because I will not get engaged to some to some uggo. He doesn't say that, but that that is heavily implied. That's basically what he implies. And Chelsea, or sorry, AD, how could I? AD is like calling him out on this bullshit. You are not here for the right reasons. This is the p- part of the experience is like not knowing what we look like and all this stuff. And so AD finds herself w- into two men. So Matthew, serial killer, and then Clay... <laughs> who is clearly a himbo who does not care about anything other than whether or not you're fit. Um, She ultimately, Matthew kind of comes on a little hard (laughs) to say the least in which. I mean, Matthew truly, I don't under, I I genuinely don't get what game he was playing because he tells AD you're finding you here is my greatest accomplishment. I want to like call my mom and tell her about you. I I would leave this experiment with you. I'm so into you. Like I want to call your dad and ask for your hand in marriage, which leads her to tell him and have him be the first person that she tells that her dad, they weren't close. And then he passed away recently. And then I would want to like, you know, ask your family and he just lays it on so, so thick. So thick. And then we find Only out for us to find out <laughs> that he told the some other girl the exact same thing. The only thing that he didn't tell this other girl that he told AD was that I wanted to call my mom and tell her about you. But that's it, but, really. But and that's he doesn't it. Everything really else. deny it. He sort of like gaslights AD about it. A non-denial, just, denial. 
Yeah, a non-denial, just like a, a non-apology apology. Like, sorry yes. you felt that way. But also, yeah. again, I don't understand, like, what is this scheme? Like, why are you trying to do that? Are you trying to get them to fight for you? Are you, like, hedging your so bets? So I'm like, realizing this man wasn't talking to any of the other men in the quarters, as was made evident by that yes. uh, footage, in which this man doesn't even answer someone when they call him by his name, he just simply keeps going to the fridge or wherever he was going. He does not acknowledge that someone has just said, Matthew. Uh, so so I wonder if he was under the impression that these women, women who are normally very social creatures who talk, you know, as one does, uh, would not talk about him in the po- like in the quarters. Like, it's just it's very strange. I don't know. To your point, though. This is a show like, of course, they're going to come. They're going to trade notes and they're going to find out that he said basically the same thing to two women. And that's exactly what happens. A.D. and I believe her name was Amber have like a sit down. She tells her everything. Amber really is like distraught by it, ends up leaving the show. Then A.D. confronts Matthew about what she knows and um, they she dumps him and then Matthew leaves the show and says he's going to go get her, go get Amber. So I don't really know. And then, well, you know, A.D. is A.D. here should have taken a beat, taken a day, taken a, an hour before going to meet with Clay, because I think she goes pretty much immediately from this breakup into the, the room with Clay because she's like, well, now I got to make this really work. You know, he's asking to know what I look like. Like, am I ready to concede that? But But her and Clay end up getting into this huge argument when she tells him the situation about what happened with Matthew. And that's where we get the, who's Matthew? And then when it sinks in, it's this fucking weirdo that he's been getting serial killer vibes from for the last five days. Clay fully loses his mind. I mean, like, he yells at her. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, he yells at her, like, in a way that was very, like, borderline disrespectful. Uh, But they both kind of, like, leave heated. But then they come back and Clay apologizes and says that she's really helped him grow and all this. And he's not going to make her look like a fool because then after that, and, and honestly, like, you obviously you can see why, but, like, AD's main thing suddenly becomes like, I don't want to look like a fucking idiot on this fucking show by some man. So Clay promises that he at least won't do that. You're my baby, blah, blah, blah. And they get engaged. And, um, oh, sorry. He ends his engagement by saying, so what do you say? You want to rock out with your boy, Clay? And um, (laughs) that's when I knew this is probably not going to go well as much as like I want AD to be happy. Uh, I think that she can sense it too, but I think she's just all in on this experiment and I I really salute her for that. So, but when the doors part and he sees her like, duh, she's so hot. Like, obviously he's like, oh shit. Like, and I think ultimately they were both glad they didn't get into what they look like, but they are an attractive couple, obviously. They are an attractive couple, but I'm going to say this, which is much like the extreme of seeing Jimmy's face in the reaction when the reveal happens. You also don't want the complete opposite, which is what happens here, where Clay is just like, all he can talk about is how attractive he is. She is similar to like when Deep T and Shake saw each other for the first time. Shake was so worried about what Deep T looked like. That's all he could talk about during the reveal was like how hot she was. So on Love is Blind, you never want these two extremes. You never want the face of like her, but you also don't want the opposite reaction, which is like, you've got a banging body. You're so hot. Like all that. This is the problem. Either way, you, there is not much good footing, solid footing for the relationship. Okay. 
our next love triangle. Yeah, I guess it's a triangle yes. because it's Jeremy, Laura, and Sarah Ann. I Sarah mean, Ann, this a is patriot. a little bit shorter. <laughs> true, par- true patriot. Where was she January 6th? I think we all know. <laughs> Anybody who, when asked about politics, is like, I don't believe that politics belong in conversations. Like, oh, God, I can't. On the no. flip side, I will give Jer- Jeremy all of the credit because his answer on abortion was the best I've ever heard a man in public give in quite some time of just like, it's none of my fucking business. It is your body, your choice, and whatever you want to do, I support you. And I went, Jeremy gets one point on the board. Certainly something when we see a man act more pro-choice than a woman. That is truly, and that well, was truly one of those situations. I like, I'm truly still screaming at her. Just, just, I'm a true patriot. Patriot. Like, I just feel like, okay, then are you sad that Toby Keith died? Like, what's happening? <laughs> She's going to put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. Yeah, um, I just no. feel like she, I don't know how he got down between Sarah Ann and Laura. Laura, we actually I, don't know like a ton about other than no, she's a shitster. She's, she's a shitster. She's a shitster who hates Christmas because that's the one yes. like their one moment that they have in the pods is they talk about what would Christmas look like and how they both have sort of like, you know, strayed from God's Christmas light or Santa's sleigh light or whatever as they've gotten older. <laughs> Thank you for the metaphors. I appreciate yeah, you know, I were, and thank you for giving me the space to work it out because I didn't get it right the first time, but I did get it the second time. Okay. <laughs> it's never going to be right the first time. Okay. So they, they talk about how they really, you know, lost their sense of Christmas wonder, which really sounds like the beginning of a Hallmark movie. Certainly and, does. And they have, they want to create new traditions. And so they talk about what this picture looks like. And it sounds like a, a satisfying picture to Laura and to Jeremy. And they really like kind of bond over that. But Jeremy actually gets like more deep with Sarah Amory. He talks about how he would want to bring her down to like where his dad is buried in Florida. That's a red flag. And <laughs> just the whole well, big Florida part. But he doesn't, yeah. we don't, if he says it to Laura, we don't see it. But he says all this stuff to Sarah Ann. So, of course, Sarah Ann feels blindsided when he like dumps her and like doesn't pick her. I... I think the politics thing bothered him probably more than he let on. A hundred percent. Because and I think the turn happened there. That's really where the turn happens. And I I just think that like he did not want to let lead on to it too much because on this show, it becomes very, very, very apparent when there is a comment made that immediately shit goes sour. And in this case, I will say Jeremy kept up a pretty good poker face i mean we can tell but like it wasn't as blatantly obvious as like jimmy uh and uh you know other people on the show so yeah there's that and i think that's i feel like that's really the biggest thing like there's no other reason that would lead us to believe why he and sarah ann ended things and again another couple that ends things fairly cordially like sarah ann is not like a dick about it she's pretty pretty reasonable level-headed all that kind of stuff um, but yeah, I think there's not really much else to their story, I guess. I mean, I think I, I Laura knew the whole time that Sarah Ann was also seeing Jeremy and I don't, Sarah Ann didn't know the reverse until I think it was too late because 
Yeah. Laura played a very strategic game. I will say that because she did date around and she did. Yes. And she also had like the funniest thing where she was talking about like her various ways of how she was like dating in the wild before she came to Love is Blind House. She like <laughs> she went through a phase where she just like dropped shit in front of guys. <laughs> for the longest time just to see if she could start a conversation but really her, her thing was like intense eye contact like a, across the bar but also she'd get too drunk and it would turn it wouldn't be sexy it would then be like kind of scary which I just thought was she just seems really funny and fun in a lot yes. of ways but I feel like her dynamic with Jeremy is a little bit more like this is like the couple that like they do like the fun fake bicker stuff which you know can be cute but sometimes you're just like oh my god are you guys like really in a fight or not like I can't tell like if you guys don't like each other then why are you together but it does give a little I was just gonna say that it with them it does turn into a little bit of the like oh look at my husband he's being the worst and then he's all take my wife you know like there's a little bit of that it's very sitcom king of queens energy I mean yeah like right down to like the construction job right yeah yeah so Laura plays her her cards pretty close to the vest and so when she sees that like Sarah Ann and Jeremy are getting closer I feel like she like she really lays it on thick and really Mm -hmm. I think it pushes her over the edge when she like talks about how she made a pros and cons list in that like her only cons is that he wears like Hawaiian shirts and wears glasses or whatever. And she's like, and I can work with that. And I think after that, it was pretty much like, I think to your point of like, you can always see the moment where it turns and they're like, I'm, I'm not in this person anymore. They gave me the ick. You can also see the reverse of like when it turns and they're like, yes, this is the person I'm going to pick. So Jeremy and Laura get engaged. And I have like, you know, I'd say I'd have like 50% hope that it could go like the good way, yeah. right? That they wouldn't be this like, oh, this schlub. He's like, oh, this bitch spends too much money on shoes or whatever, you know, their dynamic's going to be. And like, I feel like they had like a normal meeting. It was very cute. They smooch. They seem into each other. Like, you know, it kind of, you know, it went better than like fucking Jimmy and Chelsea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I would say out of the five couples, it's kind of like we've got two on one side that are definitely we feel like are going to make it. We've got which, two on the other side. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say which, you know, who are Kenneth and Brittany, who are just Brittany. like little sweetie pie youth Christian ministers. And then we've got Amy and Johnny. And even though Amy's got will they won't they energy with her brother, they do seem very sweet. And like they these seem like the two people like. I think when they they do casting, like, people can have multiple matches. And I think these are the two matches that, like, really sung when they came together in person. But, yes, totally. we have, like, the true love side with these two couples. And then we have the, I don't know, we'll see <laughs> with these other three. Yeah, but I would say this about Laura and Jeremy, as you were saying. I think they are the ones kind of right at the middle. Like, if we were doing this on a scale of one to five, oh, like sure. on a, it, they're right, they're three? straight three for me. Yeah, they're a straight three because they could go, it could go either way at this point. And, and so I think time uh, back in Charlotte will, will tell us everything. Is it Charlotte or are they in Charleston? I'm so confused. They're in Charlotte. So oh, okay. They've... My bad. My bad. Never mind. Yeah. No, I just got my sea southern towns c- confused. Well, so yeah, the other two couples, Kenneth and Brittany and Amy and Johnny, are very cute. Like, there's not really too much to say other than, like, Kenneth and Brittany kind of get hit with the biggest dose of reality during, like, the honeymoon phase. But let's just get into them being in the DR. So we have five fucking engagements. Yeah. Going into the honeymoon phase, which feels good, feels like we have so much stuff to think about and talk about. And we're not with any one couple for too, too long. 
Which but, I appreciate. You know, let's go from like biggest red flag to least flags. So Chelsea and Jimmy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, my God. You know, like I said, they have this like circular conversation pretty much the entire like first day that they're together where she's like insecure about how she looks and he has to reassure her. But like he does it in like just the most monotone way and then he gets insecure, then she needs to reassure him. And they just sort of like say it over and over and over again on a loop. So everything kind of comes to a head unless I'm forgetting something, but everything kind of comes to a head when they're on the beach together. And she's yeah. like, I was worried about being in my bathing suit in front of him. But they have a conversation where I feel like he does enough reassuring about like how he knows he chose the right person and he loves her for who she is and like she is beautiful to him and all this other stuff and I and and you feel like at least I did I don't know about you but at the end of that conversation on the beach I really was like okay thank god we can like put this conversation to bed and we can just like move on did you feel the same way I truly I felt the same exact way until we got to the party like until we got to when it falls apart but like but you could you'll agree that like at that point you're like okay Great. Yeah, like, this could work. This could happen. We're gonna move on. Like maybe yeah. she she heard the magic words and now she can let go because I was telling you up until that point, she reminded me so much of Danielle, of Nick and Danielle, who also behave this way on their honeymoon. Yes. And you're just like, I am so tired of like you guys have nothing I mean, else to talk about. Are you sure? Like that doesn't make they, any sense. They even kind of look like one another. They even kind of look like one another, if you think about it. They do kind of. Because they have like, well, I guess I know Jimmy has blonde hair, but it's like a darker blonde and they have very light blue pretty eyes so they do kind of like look alike i don't know i don't know jimmy's never even dated a girl with tattoos or piercings and he's just sort of like oh i gotta tell my mom or whatever well it was weird because she made a bigger deal about it than he did though like she even that scene she's the one who's like i'm trying to help her out here but she just no and he isn't helping me surprisingly he's not even the one who really brought it up like even if he yeah. had qualms about it it's really her who keeps like it makes no, totally. you think she regrets her tattoos and piercings more. i mean totally and i mean she- this this is like the perfect segue into the situation that chelsea creates at like yes. the couple's drinks on the beach where yes. jimmy makes a comment when he sees ad and jimmy's clearly like wasted like everybody's he's so drunk. wasted like, we yeah. should also establish i think the least possibly drunk person there is ad Cause, uh, but like, but not by much because I don't see not her, by much. I don't see her go back to the bar or have a drink in her hand as frequently as literally everyone else. Maybe everyone Amy, else. Amy and, and Johnny, maybe, maybe, I don't think aren't that drunk, and, and probably and Brit- definitely Ken and Brittany are not that drunk. Brittany's like a little tipsy at one point, but you're right. You're right. They're keeping it. Yeah, but oh not, yes, not the way. Not that, Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's so bright red, but he just like, oh my makes God. like a stupid app offhanded comment where he says like AD is stacked like a bookshelf or something like that. Yes, yes. And Chelsea being made uncomfy. Does Decides to make it everybody's problem. And this is like a, a housewife's issue where it's like, okay, yes, maybe you heard a rumor, but saying it on camera is completely different. This is another instance. And this happens again with Jeremy and Laura. But like, okay, he says something to you. You do not need to bring it to the group. Maybe some things just stay between the two of you. Instead, yeah. Chelsea yells out to AD in front of everyone. Jimmy oh my thinks God. you're stack. Like, what do you think about she that? Thinks, like, what's your workout? Her, her defense is that she thinks it's going to make it less awkward by announcing in what fucking way would that ever be actually true i am just like on what god screen earth do you think that is going to make this situation better like 
you're taking a very, your very drunk fiance's comment and just telling everybody about it. And now everybody's uncomfortable. Congratulations. This is also the second time that some, or the first of two times, somebody will make AD uncomfortable about her body. And, and I just think it's really fucking weird. Gross. I Yeah, weird and gross. And that I was going to bring that up too, which just like, it felt really like, uncomfortable in a show that otherwise has been really good about conversations around interracial relationships, having black couples and representation and like having surprisingly for a show that has, you know, its issues and whatnot. I appreciate there's been decent amount of representation. It felt in those two moments, uh, very like a lot of sexualization of AD and, Mm -hmm. you know, it, and without her consent, and it just oh, yeah. felt so uncomfortable. And really, when Laura tries to defend herself after those comments, well, let's, let's I, keep that. Let's, yeah, we'll, let's we'll get into that, that in a second. But because yeah. let's just finish just, up Jimmy here. Because yes. this leads to like a giant argument between the two of them, and then it kind yes. of ends the episode. And then we can go back yes. to everybody else on the beach. Yeah, but. So Chelsea screams that out, makes and then storms off. And Jimmy goes over and in his drunk way, like tries to apologize and like smooth things over with AD. He does kind of stick his foot in his mouth. But ultimately, I think that I think in his wasted I I can't believe I'm fucking defending a white guy. I think in his drunk mind, he was not trying to do anything but maybe pay a a compliment in his own wasted dude way, fratty way or whatever. And I think I mean. Clay didn't have a reaction to it. So that's why I was like, all right, if Clay like really had a problem, maybe he would have said something. He would have stepped in and said something because we see him do that later on. But maybe also for Clay, it was also like, this is the fucking second time you've said that about my fiance. Like, I'm over this shit. But anyway, but Jimmy and AD managed to have a whole conversation that seems totally fine. Totally normal. Completely iconic. Yes. And I think that AD is a very. Obviously, she makes everybody feel very comfortable to open up. So they're just having like a little chat about what's going on in their respective relationships. And he does say nothing but nice things about Clay. Like they were obviously friendly in the pods and like, and he's so happy for them, et cetera, et cetera. Somehow this gets turned into like, you turned her around, you looked her body up and down. And like, maybe he did look at her body. I don't remember that part, but he definitely like like, twirling her her around. Like, this, that was so weird. Like, Chelsea starts making up these things. But I think that's like her insecurity. Yeah. And I think that's like her insecurity coming out. Yeah. So she starts pouting on the beach. Again, like, being wasted is not the time or place to be having sort of like a serious conversation. Like, if it's really about how, like, I don't like the way you spoke about my friend's body, that's completely fair. But you do not need to then involve the entire yeah. group in this whole thing. And then really what it boils down to, because when they get into that giant fight, I mean, their fight in their fucking room is so funny. It is truly like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? They like walk in They're behind those like weird, like wall dividers. So they're like kind of shooting at them through there. So like half their face. Oh my God. Looks like it has oh like an God. Ed Hardy screen print, but they're like, having this conversation. They're having this like super tense conversation where they're basically like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, you're just going to brush your teeth. It's like, you said I was, you said you were fine. So I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm like, they're just, then they eventually blow up at each other. And she's like, you made me uncomfy because you made a comment about AD's body. And they truly do 14 laps on this comment. Oh my God. With zero resolution. And she wants her feelings validated, but he does that like multiple times. Like she can never, to Sutton Strack's credit, let the fucking mouse go. And like, this is what you signed up for, for easy breezy. Because I think it's going to be a lot of this. this And this is me circling the drain. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. And this girl clearly wants Jimmy to be, it's almost like she's trying to make him out to be kind of like a JP character from last season, not mm-hmm. to bring it back to last season, but I, I want to use this in a point of comparison where she really wants the, his initial reaction to be the defining thing about their entire relationship when he has been trying to give her more and more validation and really stepping up for like, again, do not want to give this man a ton of credit, but like in this dynamic right now i'm blaming her and her insecurity she clearly should not be on the show she really needs to talk to someone because she is letting her insecurities about maybe her previous relationships or whatever they may be seep into this dynamic and not even giving this guy a fair shake mm -hmm. even if at first he may have not had the best reaction he's trying he really is trying you i mean if this is like uh, symbolic of what your relationship's going to be like. Like, you can't just hold on to things from day one no. forever and replay them. No. But I've, to be Housewives fair Housewives have done better jobs letting go of grudges. I mean, yeah. And also, like, you just met this man. Like, let him... Like, you guys have just met in person. Like, let things yeah. settle. Stop for... I think it's the forcing it that's really driving me crazy. But I also think, to your point earlier, to give Chelsea some credit, she does talk on the beach about how she's been cheated on in every single relationship. So I think that that really, like... Yes. I think that oh my that God. Really eats at her insecurity and Jimmy's like I've literally never been cheated on and I've never cheated and she doesn't know how to accept that but also you know the way that she like comes at him and questions him like is going to drive him away if she can't figure out how to square that within herself because he does seem to genuinely like her I don't think he's blowing smoke up her ass but at some point she has to believe him and let him like and be a and let him be a whole complete person no one is ever going to be feel feel at ease in a relationship if they have to be on the defense the entire oh time. Oh my god! I do right? Think her continued this continued questioning of their relationship and the validity of his feelings for her mm-hmm. is going to, to your point, drive him away because he is going to be if he gets exhausted when two women drop bombshells on him in one day. He is of like anybody, not even just Jimmy. Anybody would be exhausted after constantly having to validate someone and 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 make them feel good about themselves because they can't do the damn work. Yeah. So we'll see. They're really like on the cusp, and we can like quickly talk about that teaser trailer uh, at the end. But let's go back to Ad and Clay since we were talking about Ad anyway, and she kind of like endures the most bullshit on this beach. But her and Clay, seem to like you know kind of get along i'm not really like a huge fan of him being like i'm a baby like you need to let me be a baby i was sort of like okay oh my god but the most troubling thing is the conversations that they have at the bar so she talks about her diet and says that you know i don't just like wake up and look like this like i can't eat sugar i can't do certain things and then it sort of leads to a conversation about like one day i might be out of shape I might not want to work hard. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm going to tell you that you're fat and you need to get in the fucking gym. And like, and then he keeps saying it like over and over. This is a problem that we'll talk. Laura does a similar thing later where instead of trying to just apologize and Uh move on and Uh like trying to just realize what they said. Trying to take the situation down instead of doubling down on what you said after somebody said, don't say that to me. Clay continues to say that and mm-hmm. tries to say, like, say it in various different ways, but still manages to say the same thing. But yeah, I'm gonna, no, you know, I'll motivate you. I'll be there with you in the gym. I'll be right next to you. I'll, squ- so, I'll spot you. Like, it's so true because also him just being like, he, because she's like, it's not nice. So he keeps trying to say it nice, but he keeps just saying it literally the, the same, same way. But just, 
And also, to, uh, to be honest, uh, I bet fucking AD's in way better shape than fucking Clay is. She doesn't fucking oh. need you in the gym, bro. She's fine. I just, this man is going to continue on the, down this path. And I just cannot believe that he somehow the, thinks the that goose, this is the going gumption, to The the nerve. Like, yeah. he just, him saying, like, I'm trying to work on, like, my ego. I'm like, he got to work a little bit harder because it is out of control. Like, out, out of, of control. control. Who did this to you? <laughs> I obviously I, his dad because he keeps yes. mentioning his dad. And I mean, to be fair, they do kind of get to a kind of a sort of resolution at the end of him basically like wanting to go to therapy and realizing that yeah. through a but only couples, only couples therapy. Well, he kind of said both. He was like, because he said he wanted to unpack his stuff with his dad because watching AD talk about her personal therapy journey about and have and how it was spurned on because of her relationship with her dad and his death and all that stuff kind of inspired him. I hope he kind of follows that path and does couples yeah. and individual. Probably should start with individual, buddy. But like you know, yeah. baby steps. But now let's get baby to steps. like the beach. Like they show up. They they're a very cute couple. Um, everybody's super happy to see them. AD's happy to be back with her girls. And essentially, uh, after she gets objectified by Jimmy. She gets uh, objectified a second time. She, yeah, she gets she gets a twofer. She gets two and one. And, and who knows how long of a span. When Jeremy says to Clay, when they're having a conversation, that Laura told Jeremy to go up to AD and what? Like bean dipper? What was it? Bean dipper, which I, I don't know, Marco, had you ever heard of this term? I had never heard of this term. And I thought maybe it's a generational thing. No, no. I mean, Laura's like our age. She's, she's not, she's not that far off. So no, I think it's maybe like, um, like a location thing. Cause we had like titty twisters, but mostly it was like, that was pretty much it on, on the boob side. It was mostly like a lot of like butt slapping stuff yeah it was was not really like a lot of boob shit which also really bothers me like it just it's don't grab people's boobs it's fucking weird stop it i just like i think it's first off it's inappropriate to begin with for laura to have even said something like that but to like imply to her fiance that he should go to this woman he has probably had one or two dates with in the pods, maybe tops, effectively and then barely, a fucking never st- met. Effectively a fucking stranger. Like you don't know effectively her. And a you, fucking stranger. And you know her fiance, and he's your friend. And so you're gonna go up to your friend's future wife and slap her boobs in front of him. And how is that how is that funny? And how was, why? Like so many questions. Like, I understand you're drunk, but that's just so fucking dumb. But I also think this is a situation in which I, Jeremy could have diffused this by not even saying a why'd thing you about even, it. Why'd you bring why'd it up? Why'd you bring it up? Don't bring it up. Because it's almost worse. I mean, it's bad either way if he did it or, but it would, this is not easy. I don't believe that AD was ever in danger of this actually happening to her. No. But Jeremy had no place in saying this out loud. Like, it, no. obviously he knew that Laura said it and it was fucked up. Why the fuck would you repeat it? Why? No one ever even know. heard it the first time. So it's not like and it's going to like come out or it's going to get back to her. And even if it got back to her, who cares? Don't say it. Don't say it. And then 
Clay, understandably, and AD are both upset by this. And uh, Laura just kind of doubles down when they try to confront her about it when AD says something. And she is just like, it was a fucking joke. It was a fucking joke. And I think what makes me angrier about this is it's not just her saying it was a joke. It's that she would keep saying it was a fucking joke. Like, as in... Like, how, why are you taking this so seriously? And like, there is not a single moment, a a point at which Laura just decides to defuse this and say, I'm sorry and move on. She, again, much like uh, AD's fiance has continued to use the same words over and over and over again, thinking that she is saying it in a more joking tone, but in fact is saying yet again, the same thing over and over again. And so AD, after this party has been, sexualized not once but twice and everybody is feeling very uncomfortable yeah she basically like ruins the party and then talks about how she's gonna like yell at her fiance later for bringing it up i don't know the whole thing i think at the beginning of the party jeremy and laura seem like so into each other and so cute and all this. and i think i was like wow like these two crazy kids like I'm bumping them from a three to a four. Like, I think they might make it. Like, if they can just, you know, keep it up or whatever. But then when now this happened. Now we're three. Oh, hard now three. we're at a two. Are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. Because there was I don't know. that scene earlier when they were just, like, alone in their little designated area. And he was, like, kind of, like, fucking around in the hot tub and, like, being annoying. And I just felt like she thought he was really fucking annoying. And yeah. Although, you know, that's not to say that you won't find your partner to be annoying here and there. I just feel like, uh, yeah, he might have also given her the ick a little. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see how yeah. that all goes. But then we've got. We'll see how that all goes. Who else do we have? Um, oh, we've got the nice couple. So we've got Brittany and Kenneth. And then we also have um, Johnny and Amy. Yeah. And that's it. Because no, we talked about more. The- no, because we talked about AD and Clay. We talked about Laura and Jeremy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, wow. We really did them all. Laura, we really did them all. Because Laura and Jeremy, apart from like the ick moment when the two of them are together, there aren't really any standouts until the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like for Kenneth and Brittany, it's like a fairy tale. He like leaves her slippers out for her. He brings her a papasan chair. I'd say the only sort of like reality is sinking in for Kenneth in a way that perhaps it's not sinking in for Brittany quite yet is when him and AD have a conversation on the beach about how they're going to raise kids because Kenneth has never dated a white woman before. I don't, I don't know who Brittany's dated, but dating and starting a family and getting married and all that is obviously quite different. And, you know, Kenneth is, as he says, pro-black, as he should be. And he wants her to know that and understand that. And that's going to be like, you know, a huge pillar in their family rearing. I think that Brittany is going to be fine and receptive to that, especially since she said she's like pretty, she wants to be submissive in this relationship. I just think that they need to have a conversation. I think I think with yeah. them, a lot will be resolved with just talking. I think a lot will be resolved by just talking. And I think the factors really for me that are going to come into play are, are what are their families like? Like yes. family dynamics are going to be the most interesting ones for me there. Yeah. And, how is and, blending and, your family going to go? Right. And I think with, with – I'm more worried about 
Britney's family. Yes, uh, me too. <laughs> and 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 only and the biggest one for me is it's not because Britney's family is white or in the South, but I think there was just one slight comment during the pods that didn't. I'm not too concerned by it, but I don't think she meant it this way. But she made a comment that almost sounded like the "I don't see color" uh, type of thing, and I don't think she meant it that way. I think it's I can chalk it up to her being 24 and like just not knowing better and like in her lexicon, just like maybe not having done much of the work, if you will. Right. But but we'll see. We this is I think this is one of those where I feel very optimistic. It'll be interesting to see what her family is like. Yes, I think that they just need to get clear on because it's a new situation for the both of them. Right. And like how much of the work to understand where Kenneth is coming from is Brittany going to do on her own? How much of it are they going to do together? How are they going to come together and, you know, really be a unified front on like raising their kids? Like, you know, I think that I think, again, it can be. It's, it's going to have to be a com- it's going to be multiple conversations over multiple, multiple. months and it, you're not going to get it right the first time or the fourth or yeah. the eighth or whatever. You guys just met. But I think they're little sweetie pie cuties and I think they'll be fine. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about Amy and Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think they're great. And I can't believe Johnny and I share a birthday. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, we didn't really get into them because they just like I think for me watching um, – Kenneth and Brittany and Amy and Johnny, especially since they're like the more stable f- couples that are so sweet, a lot of their scenes are just them being like, I love you. I love you. You're so great. You're so great, which is fine. And I'm happy for that. Which but I would like to see um, it's I'm at a point where I'm like, OK, now I want to see you guys in the real world. And, I, and I'm glad that Amy, I think, voiced it, too, because she's like, this is great, but this is like not fucking real life. So, you know, yeah. when we get home, like that's really going to be the real test. And that's where yes. we're headed, because the trailer for the to come looks bananas. I think this might be more of- bachelor like in in the sense that I think there might be some partners like switcheroos that might happen. I was about to say that's the biggest thing coming out of that that I'm realizing there's a lot more meeting up with the what ifs uh than there have been in the past. You usually get one or two of those this season. This one looked like at least 3 or 4. Well, yeah, it also, you know, we find out because we get these like obviously these quick shots. We find out Jeremy and Sarah Ann stayed up talking till 5 a.m. I'm in the morning. Laura gets upset, obviously, by that walks out. We have Chelsea and this could honestly Chelsea could be correct or this could also be Chelsea's insecurity screaming. She screams, you fucked her. I know it to Jimmy. Um, We then have oh there was someone else too but those were like the biggest moments there was also like a trevor and chelsea meeting up moment that looked significant oh it was yes. jessica at a bar yes. or out to dinner and someone saying like we're still very much team jimmy and jessica and i was like oh okay so Interesting. and there there sounds like there might be like some sort of like lake house like meet up with everybody or something which is very like after the altar coded oh yes yes so we'll see we'll (laughs) see but i think that we have you know exhausted everything that we possibly could talk about in these first six episodes they were great so much fun i'm so happy love is blind is back what makes you think that what is the staying power of Love is Blind? Do you think it's like the experiment element and we never really know how it's going to go? Like what makes this sometimes like more fun to watch than The Bachelor other than it's not two and a half hours long with commercials? Well, I, th- 
I think Netflix from a branding standpoint has not has not gone down the chased route. Mm-hmm. And this is I think ultimately ABC's downfall is that Bachelor is still very Christian coded, you know, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um and even if there is a fantasy suite week, you still have a lot of people like uh what's her face with the lashes who will like get mad because she wants to save herself for marriage. So there there's quite a bit of pandering to that demographic more so than love is blind where it's expected that there are hookups and it's realistic and they talk about sex. And I think it just, even though this is a, a reality show with a, you know, made up concept and all that, it feels more akin to real world dating because of oh, what's yeah. happening in those relationships and conversations wise than what you would get out of the bachelor. Yeah. All excellent points. Okay. Let's wrap up these first six episodes of season six of Love is Blind. Please come back and join us next week for the next batch of episodes that are going to drop. They drop on Thursday. We'll be dropping these episodes on Tuesday. So get all caught up so you can watch along with us and make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the old millennials pod. It's the same also on Facebook and wherever you listen to this podcast or how you get it, make sure you're subscribed so you don't have to, you know, wonder if you missed our episode drop and also for when our season comes back. So you can always stay to date with the latest episodes all right we will see you guys next week with more thoughts on love is blind until then we say bye-bye bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.